Hi, this is WGNO Sports Director Ed Daniels, and welcome to our weekly podcast of the WGNO Sports Zone, where we discuss and opine and report on all things local sports. Coming up in the WGNO Sports Zone, Ed Daniels sits down with Kim Mulkey to discuss her decision to be the next women's head basketball coach at LSU. This school really, really wants you. The people in the state really, really want you. And if you fall flat on your face, you're back home. Plus, a former Lakeshore Titan involved in a tragic accident over a year ago meets the saint who inspired him to stay strong. And the voice of the Colonels can be heard in Thibodeau and now Tokyo. Before she could, you know, get her sentence out, are you interested in doing the Olympics? It was a pretty quick yes. We highlight Jack Benjamin's Olympic debut from the broadcast booth, all next in the WGNO Sports Zone. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the WGNO Sports Zone. We have a jam-packed show on the way. Jory's on deck. Ed Daniels has the night off. Well, the offseason blows continue for the New Orleans Saints, as the team learned earlier today that it will be without defensive tackle David Onyemata for the first six games of the NFL season. This is not good. According to the NFL, Onyemata tested positive for a banned performance-enhancing substance and will be suspended without pay for those six games. But he'll get to practice and play in the preseason, so I guess that's okay. This offseason, the Saints lost Trey Hendrickson and Sheldon Rankins to free agency, and they traded Malcolm Brown to Jacksonville. They'll be without last year's starting interior defensive line, not to mention what future suspension could be awaiting quarterback Marshawn Lattimore. The Saints defense was top five in the league last season and prides itself on being an elite unit, one that's proven valuable in the absence of its star quarterback Drew Brees in recent seasons and one that will for sure be needed for whoever is under center for the Saints in the months to come. Incidents like this do not help that cause and someone that will be there week one is a person that's proven time and time again to be a star on and off the field. Here's Jory to highlight just that. Demario Davis has led the Saints in tackles each year since he signed with the team in 2018 making him a favorite of former Lakeshore Titan Dallas Matamoros. But Davis's impact on Dallas off of the field has been much greater. Dallas Matamoros has always loved football. He played linebacker at Lakeshore High School and grew up rooting for the Saints and LSU Tigers. But in May of 2020, everything changed. He was a senior at LSU when he was hit by a car. Um, and he suffered a traumatic brain injury. It also left him blind. He was in a coma for, um, say, about three months. Dallas was not supposed to survive. He wasn't supposed to make it. The chances were very slim. And, you know, at times it almost felt like they wrote him off. Shortly after the accident, Dallas received a message of hope from his favorite player. Demario Davis here, linebacker with New Orleans Saints. Just want you to know that, that myself and my family are praying for you, um, heard about your story, heard about what's going on. Just want you to know that, that we're lifting you up. Dallas was unconscious when Demario reached out to us <laughs> and sent him that video praying for him, and it was very powerful. Dallas spent five months in hospitals and rehabilitation centers in Louisiana and Texas, relearning how to walk and talk. Just over one year after the accident, Dallas and Demario finally meet 
face to face. You have changed my life. Oh, man. Yeah. It just means everything to me. He's like, uh, in high school, I was a huge football player. I just loved football my whole life. And to me, he honestly is the best linebacker in the league. And I played linebacker, I wore 56. Getting a chance to see he's made a full recovery and uh, doing well and uh, to be able to talk to him now, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a miracle. And to see my son smile like that after the year that we've had, you know, it just, it, it meant everything to us. As for his future, Dallas looks forward to leading a healthy life and hopes to cross paths with Davis again at the Superdome this season. Well, soon I will go actually to a school to learn how to, you know, live life as normal as possible while being blind. Uh, but when I can, I definitely will go to a Saints game. I love the Saints. I want to say a huge thank you to Dallas and Tracy for allowing us to share his truly inspirational story. It's a great story. A year removed from its COVID cancellation, the Manning Passing Academy returns to Thibodeau. This year's camp is special for many reasons. Not only does it celebrate its 25th anniversary, but one of its first college quarterbacks at the camp, Peyton Manning. The former Newman, Tennessee and NFL great is part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2021. His father, Archie, will be presenting him during the enshrinement ceremony next month. A special moment between father and son and a decision that Peyton calls a no-brainer. He's the only person that could have done it. Uh, uh, it, it was a, just an easy decision for me. You know, he's had the greatest uh, impact uh, on my football career, you know, even though he never was my coach, uh, but he was... Um, um, always there when I had questions, uh, always there when I said, Dad, got some receivers coming over to the high school to throw today. Will you come and watch us throw? He loved doing that. I think he loved it because I was asking, right? And Eli and Cooper kind of had that same philosophy. And, of course, the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony set for August 8th in Canton, Ohio. Well, Southeastern Louisiana unveiled its new branding Wednesday at Strawberry Stadium. The branding was done by the school in affiliation with a Dallas company called Torch Creative. The school's director of athletics, J.R. Teagues, says it was time for a logo change. He was also asked about name, image, and likeness. You know, the student athletes are excited about it, but also have a million questions going out. We signed with a third party to kind of help get through that. It's just like all universities are doing. So. We should see the, the, what happens with this after a few years. I don't think, I think it's too early to really tell the positives and negatives, but it's definitely great for the student athletes. Southeastern hosts Northern Alabama September 4th to kick off the 2021 season. And as we enter the second week of name, image, and likeness in college athletics, universities like UNO are pulling out all the stops to promote their student athletes. Since July 1st, UNO Athletics has been proactive in helping students develop their brand in a market as competitive as the Crescent City. I think we have a really competitive city um, with the Saints and with the Pelicans and with Tulane and with LSU and with uh, even with Dillard and Xavier and Loyola. There's a lot of competition uh, in this city. So um, our student athletes are great role models. They um, have strong social media followings. They're eloquent. They balance academics and athletics uh, perfectly. So. Um, I know they will be fine representatives of any companies here, and so hopefully some of them will look to our student-athletes to, to represent them. Guests of the WGNO Sports Zone eat at That's Amore's Pizzeria, West Metairie, and Clearview. Now open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. 
pastas, seafood, salads, and the best pizza in town. Try the deep dish Chicago style. That's Amore's Pizzeria. The food is terrific. Customers are truly treated like family. And coming up in the WGNO Sports Zone, LSU women's basketball and baseball programs will both look to new head coaches this year. The impact they've had during their short time in Baton Rouge. Days removed from the Major League Baseball draft, LSU head baseball coach Jay Johnson stressed to reporters that it's the experienced teams that find success in Omaha. One theme was they were all old and experienced. I think North Carolina State had a ton of players drafted. Vanderbilt had a ton of players drafted. Uh, Mississippi State, obviously. So I think I can't understate it or overstate it uh, of how important that is. And this is good news. A host of LSU players, Gavin Dugas, Giovanni Giacomo, Mikhail Hilliard, and Devin Fontenot announced they will return to the program for another season. A great sign for the Tigers and college baseball in the eyes of Johnson. I think college baseball is the best path for player development. I understand the one thing that changes people's mind is money and everybody's financial situation is different. But regardless of the money, you will not convince me that the low minor leagues or what I call complex baseball is a better environment to develop than Alex Box Stadium than playing in the SEC, than having an opportunity to go to Omaha. New faces on the LSU Tigers next spring also include former Arizona slugger Jacob Berry and Samford catcher Tyler McManus. Well, 2021 marks the beginning of a new era in LSU women's basketball as legendary head coach and Tickfaw native Kim Mulkey comes home to Louisiana. Ed Daniels sat down with Mulkey to discuss her goals for the program. Kim Mulkey sat in her office at Tiger Stadium surrounded by a few mementos, including one of her favorite baseball player. She said she got the call from Scott Woodward, spoke to him for 10 minutes about the opening at LSU, and realized the school's interest in her was very real, but only after they talked contract. Still didn't think anything of it until they called with numbers, and I thought, they're serious about this. Mulkey said her mom is here, family and friends are here, and it was time on the final third of her career to come home to Louisiana. This school really, really wants you. The people in the state really, really want you. And if you fall flat on your face, you're back home. She denied that she clashed with Baylor athletic officials, but she did not deny that she wanted the new basketball arena for the school built on campus and not in downtown Waco. Absolutely. And I still think it's a mistake to build it off campus, but that's no longer my problem. Kim Mulkey is one of the most competitive people on the planet. She won four state titles at Hammond High School, was the school valedictorian. At Louisiana Tech, she won titles as a player and as an assistant coach. And she wanted to be the head coach there. Until the school offered a four-year contract, she wanted five. She would not accept anything less. Five years would have, you know, fully invested me in the re retirement system, and that's why it was important. She said just like Baylor, LSU's women's basketball will take baby steps. She notes that her first title team at Baylor, the one that defeated LSU at the Final Four, was not filled 
with superstars. The very first national championship we won in 2005, we had zero McDonald's All-Americans or blue chip players on that team. Mulkey said she runs a disciplined program, but one that also has fun. Yes, fun. You would never know that watching the coach during games. I never embarrass my players. I never abuse my players. I make my players think they're better than they are. People think you're just so intense and passionate and you don't have fun and, and uh, you're just this mean-spirited person on the sideline. And you know what I tell them, Ed? I go, shh, don't tell them any different. That's my competitive advantage. And she said she will find a way to see her daughter and grandchildren in Waco. That's just who she is. My family always comes first in everything that I do always and that will never change. Kim's just really quick-witted and means no harm, has no agenda, no political agenda, no social agenda. She's just a little country girl from Tanchpahoe Parish. Mulkey raised the money to have the LSU women's basketball office at the athletic building renovated and the current renovation is only the first of what she says is many. Next up the training room and she says there are several projects that will follow. She says at Baylor, the school needed a practice facility. They got it. Walked into a country club there and left there with over $3 million. It is apparently quite difficult to tell Kim Mulkey no. And she says striking when the iron is hot is critical. We have to be able to sell this program before it becomes good. I asked Mulkey if she was afraid of anything. Well, no on the court. I wouldn't have come here if I was afraid to fail. I wouldn't have left Louisiana Tech to go to a team that won seven games prior to the year I got there. And yes, to alcohol. I have never sipped alcohol in my life. I've put many a drunks to bed and I've driven a many a drunks home. Now you think about that. I'm 59 and I've never had a drink and it's not for religious reasons. I'm afraid of it. Mulkey said she wants to sell at least 5,000 season tickets her first year and sell out a home game. LSU women's basketball, a recent afterthought in the school's athletic lexicon, is no more. And of course, Mulkey won three national championships at Baylor. Coming up in the WGNO Sports Zone, a familiar voice will be taking over the Olympic airwaves next month. His opportunity to represent Thibodeau in Tokyo. Coming up next. The top talents in the world will be making their way to the games next month. Some on their respected playing fields, others their respected professions. One local play-by-play -play personality is making his Olympic debut and needless to say, He's well qualified. And with three-time All-American and two-time Super Bowl champion Gary Reasons, Jack Benjamin on hand. Before his time as the voice of the Colonels, Jack Benjamin was a 2018 graduate of Santa Clara University in California, doing play-by-play -play on radio and ESPN platforms for several major universities. And let us be among the first to wish you a happy new year. After persistent networking, his demo tapes would catch NBC Sports attention. Team USA 
going head-to-head -head with Australia. They called me up to do the World Water Polo Championships in July of 2019. And of course, I had never done water polo in my life. And I had about six days to prepare. So they called me up, hey, can you do it? And I'm like, of course I can do it. He would call ski jumping for the network months later. And in September of 2019, he'd become the youngest full-time Division I play-by-play announcer in the country for Nichols State University. It's always been a dream of mine to be a Division I radio voice, and the, the opening had come. I, have a, I had a relationship with Brian Johnson, my predecessor, and I had kept in touch with him, and um, you know, I had found out about the opening, and he was really helpful with me during the process. Matt Rowan, our former AD, was the guy who ultimately trusted me enough to bring this, you know, at the time, 23-year-old kid on board and, and you know, let him, uh, let him kind of take the reins. Dixon again breaks a tackle and walks in for six. An honor he still carries today at the age of 25 as a jack-of-all-trades for Nichols Athletics. Last month, Benjamin was one of a select group of professional play-by-play -play announcers chosen to make their Olympic debuts. To get that call was, again, not something I expected. I was a little bit surprised. She act, uh, actually, the producer who called me, I initially let it go to voicemail. I was thinking maybe it was a you know, spam call or something. And so I, so I heard the voicemail and called back. And before she could you know, get her sentence out, are you interested in doing the Olympics? It was a pretty quick yes. Benjamin will be on NBC Sports' swing team calling four sports and Japan 2020's first Olympic medal round. Week one, which is the, you know, the first eight or nine days of the Olympics, I'm doing Taekwondo and shooting. I'm actually calling with shooting. I'm, this is an interesting tidbit. I'm calling the first gold medal of the Olympics. I've got the women's 10-meter air rifle final. So if people are uh, wondering who's going to uh, do play-by-play -play for the first gold medal of the Olympics, that would be yours truly. So that's, <laughs> that's something pretty cool. And then week two, I've got karate, which is actually making its Olympic debut, and race walking. So... Four sports, I've never done any of them, and I'm, uh, I'm excited for the challenge for sure. So uh, are you going to Tokyo, or are you going to be calling these sports uh, remote? Because of COVID, they're limiting the numbers of announcers that are going to be in Tokyo this year. So I think it's about 85% of us that are going to be out of Stanford, Connecticut, and then about 15 20% that are over there in Tokyo. So I'll be in their headquarters in Stanford. We have a couple different monitors, so we sit there and we, we call the action. Something he's used to doing after a crazy spring in Thibodeau, working diligently for a university and community he now gets to represent on a global stage. I'm Jack Benjamin. We thank you all for tuning in all season long. Now, Benjamin says the most difficult part of the process is learning all the names. He says that's something he takes pride in and will be studying until his opening broadcast. Back with more Sports Zone after the break. Reports are surfacing that the New Orleans Pelicans are negotiating with Suns assistant Willie Green on taking over as head coach. But no official deal is in place. According to the Associated Press, the Pelicans and Green are working through a possible deal and may wait until the finals conclude. 39-year-old Green played 12 seasons in the NBA, including one with the New Orleans Hornets, and has been an assistant for five seasons with Golden State and Phoenix. The NBA Finals continue Saturday night with Game 5 between the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. You can watch it live on WGNO and ABC tomorrow night at 8 p.m. So, the ever-so-popular discussion that always comes with the NBA Finals that nobody likes whatsoever Who's going to win? Jory, take the floor. 
I think this game, this finals is going to a game seven. I think what we've seen so far, both these teams are playing well at home. Game three was a big one for Milwaukee to get. I think that whoever can maybe steal their first game on the road will predict two wins. As of right now, though, we're tied. It's even. You know, um, it's definitely a good series, two very good teams, and I really do think as of what we've seen, it could go either way. But who's going to win? I just told you, I, whoever wins that first road game. Who's going to win? You tell me. The Suns, Jory, all the home games have been decided by the home teams. It's going to be the Suns. Chris Paul is going to get his first ring. Monty Williams is going to get his first ring. Willie Green is going to get his first ring. And I think that winning mentality, possibly coming over to the Pelicans, can only be beneficial. He is the definition of a player's coach. Him and Chris Paul have a great relationship. Chris Paul's a free agent. I'm just trying to speak that into existence this offseason if the Pelicans are interested. But I think... Regardless, it's a win-win because you get a championship-caliber assistant coach as a head coach who can relate to the younger generation of talent, and he can relate to the veterans. So I see this as a win-win. I think the Phoenix Suns win. Uh, sorry, Drew, but that's just how it happens. That's key, though, for this next coach you mentioned, being able to relate to some of these young players on the Pelicans team. So should be fun to watch either way. Championship pedigrees are key. But that's all the time we have. No championship pedigrees here. Thanks for watching. See you next week.